Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Luke Raven over Zoom video. Luke was born in New Jersey, but moved to Hawaii when he was 11 years old. His family took a vacation out there and his parents fell in love with it and they ended up moving there. Luke really got into music in high school. That's when he started writing music, at least. Him and his friends started writing music by downloading different beats off YouTube and writing raps over it. From there, he just progressed as a writer, a singer, ended up going to college for one year, dropped out to pursue music full-time. He knew that college wasn't for him. He wanted to just pursue his dream as an artist. He was always in musical theater, so he always enjoyed performing musical theater and acting. But his parents gave him one year to really put his head down and take a stab at taking on writing music and being an artist full time. He told us about meeting his manager, taking trips to LA to record his music, his struggles with alcohol, substance abuse, and mental health, and all about his new song called Another Day. You can watch our episode with Luke on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be rad if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, it'd be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Luke Raven. All cool. right. Finally made it happen. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I'm Adam, and this is about you, uh, your journey in music, and uh, how you got to where you are now. Awesome, bro. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Uh, so I guess first off, born and raised, uh, were you born in Hawaii? Is that what I saw? Um, okay. So yeah, a lot of people think that. Um, I was born in Jersey, like on the East Coast. Okay. Moved out to Hawaii when I was like 11 years old. Oh, okay. so I, went, I, I grew up in Hawaii, born in, on the East Coast, though. Okay, so born in Jersey, but you were there till 11, so you were there quite a while. I'd imagine you'd remember Jersey quite a bit. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Okay. I was there for long enough. <laughs> sure. Well, what was it like being in Jersey? And then tell me about the move to then Hawaii. I mean, Jersey was cool. I was still pretty young, so I don't like, you know, grasp too much of it. I like remember like details of like visiting like my grandparents and stuff, but. Sure. um. It was cool, but uh, yeah, the Hawaii move was honestly pretty, uh, I guess you could say, like, um, leap of faith type of thing. My um, my dad kind of works virtually now, so we were kind of able to, you know, be a little bit flexible with where we lived, but we came out here for a vacation originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually in Hawaii right now on vacation as well. So. Oh, cool. Rad. All yeah. right. So we came out here originally for a vacation. Um just come check it out. And then while we were here, my parents just kind of fell in love with the place, which is a good time. And um, we ended up finding a property that worked out for us. And um, you know, we just, just kind of like, we got home back to Jersey. My pa- our parents are like, we're moving to Hawaii. And we're like, what? <laughs> oh, wow. Were you yeah, stoked exactly. about that? Um, I probably complained about it at the time. Mm-hmm. I was stoked after the fact, but you know, 11 years old, I was like, oh, I'm going to lose all my friends. I'll never have new friends, you know? Right. I mean, you're what going into probably what sixth grade or middle school at that time yeah yeah probably uh, sixth fifth grade something like that okay so when you get to hawaii were you like 
like what was it like moving there i mean i would imagine there's obviously not as many people as were in jersey and uh, no like, part did you grow up at? like where did you grow up in jersey i in mean jersey. In- i grew up in the the flemington area it's like kind of by the princeton college okay cool and, and then you moved um, from there to what part of hawaii to hawaii so i live on the north shore of Kauai, which is the island that i live on yeah um i live in a town called kilauea which is on, on the north shore like i said um yeah bro it was it was freaking crazy i mean talk about culture shock I mean, right east coast to hawaii and then now now i'm based out in la okay so is, when you, after you growing up in hawaii going to la was also a culture shock you know what i'm saying oh yeah for sure so you get to at what at what point do you start uh becoming interested in music were you already in jersey um i i mean i can't i mean obviously i listened to music when i was younger but i can't say like i was like into like, making music yet but yeah once i got to Ka- Kauai, i kind of started getting you know was like in middle school high school that's when i kind of started really like finding my i guess passion for music and kind of like making music and playing music in general um i grew up doing a lot of like musical theater mm-hmm. um because my, my like first dream as a kid was like oh i want to be a famous actor right mm-hmm. um and then uh through like the theater we do a lot of like you know musicals and plays and stuff and um, that was like my first kind of experience with like live singing in front of like an audience and learning a little bit about like music, uh, you know, I guess production and a little bit music theory. Um, and then that kind of, I guess that kind of like was really what like got me into like entertaining. Cause like, I always like knew I wanted to be an entertainer, but once I started like actually like, performing in front of people, like you get that, you know, the stage fright and then the rush once you're up there and then the adrenaline afterwards, it's like, you know, it's fucking, it's incredible. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I did a lot of that as a kid. And then in middle school through high school, I played in like different, like, you know, little like punk rock bands growing up. Um, mostly like covers type of stuff. We, you know, wrote some songs that were pretty terrible at the time. Um, and then, uh, like what, what type of, like what punk covers are you doing? We were doing, you do like, like, you know, OG, like Blink-182 songs. We would cover okay. some like, um, Black Sabbath songs, like pretty, pretty basic stuff. Okay. Um, and then we did, we did a couple like, you know, more modern covers, I guess, like Arctic Monkey monkeys type of stuff but um yeah i actually but not like traditional like i'm just curious because of i would when i think hawaii i think of like you know traditional like hawaiian music at all like were you interested in that at all kind of more reggae vibe or anything nothing like that so that's that's i talk about this a lot of music is that like i've always been like a scene kid but Uh i was living on a obviously a tropical island so i'm i'd be that kid like everyone was clowning because i'm at the beach with like ripped skinny jeans on <laughs> Dude, and like, yeah exactly i was I mean, similar you see- to you i grew up in san diego in, in california so yeah I, that's kind I, of a surfer yeah it's a vibe. surfer town and a lot of guys yeah. i hung out with friends of mine were all surfing and i'd be at the beach with them like in ripped jeans and black all black exactly. t-shirts and stuff exactly. and they're like you gotta- is this guy <laughs> like, like you can but- you see how i'm like i'm dressed now like this is what i wore like through high school like growing up here too so um yeah it's a bit of like a sore thumb here i guess you could say sure but um it worked out. I mean, I made a lot of great friends and obviously have some incredible memories here, but yeah, I mean, I love Hawaii, but obviously I moved out to LA to like really like immerse myself in the music scene. Is that um, why you moved out to LA was to really, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 for me, it, for me, it just made sense. I mean, like, there, there, like you were saying, there is a music scene in Hawaii, but it's not like the music that I necessarily make. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the alt rock pop punk kind of world. So um, and there's there's definitely not a lot of that in Hawaii, 
mm-hmm. especially like on Kauai, the island I live on, there's a little bit more on Oahu, which is, I actually went to a year of college over there and they have a better music scene, but I mean, come on, it's LA. I mean, Hollywood, this, <laughs> right, right. besides like maybe New York or Atlanta doesn't get like anywhere near that. Okay. So you did move out there then to pursue, pursue music. Yeah, well, what no, was ab- like, the, like, were you writing music at all prior to making the jump to LA? Oh yeah, dude. So I guess the kind of tie into the story that I was just telling you is yeah. After high school and like, you know, playing in band, singing in like the, my high school chorus and stuff and kind of like getting more into singing and making music and learning more about music theory and how to sing and stuff. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't until actually after I graduated, I went to that first year of college on Oahu, which is Honolulu. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I did absolutely terrible in high school. So naturally, I wasn't that into college either. But um, what I did, I did fall in love with like writing and like producing music. Um, my buddy, my roommate at the time, um, one of my best friends from high school, he got like a, you know, got like a cracked doll off the internet um uh, okay you know, a shitty mic a little one of those little like focus right audio boxes mm-hmm. and um you know we started we just started playing around you know downloading type beats off of youtube spitting like freestyles over a beat and then trying to figure out how to mix stuff just throwing like tons of reverb and delay on there um you know at first it was like yeah we didn't know what we were doing um we didn't have like traditional training per se and mm-hmm. like like i had like grew up like definitely singing and performing but not like making music or right. definitely not the production side obviously like the more digital side which is a whole nother fucking rabbit hole um but yeah I, we just i just fell in love with writing fell in love with singing and um i started like you know going on youtube learning how to like mix and master stuff and i got my own kind of setup um and yeah dude i would just skip all my classes and uh make music in my dorm and it, i mean looking back this sounds obviously pretty terrible but um that's where like definitely the, the fire in me got like ignited if that makes sense and uh-huh. my parent my parents were super supportive of it and when i decided to drop out they kind of gave me the option they're like hey listen like you know we're not just gonna like we're not gonna kick you out of the family because you dropped out of college like we get it but you either got to start working like a nine to five job every day and pay, you know paying your dues right. or we're gonna give we're gonna give you like one year to like figure out what your passion is like what you want to do right and we'll kind of support you along that journey. So I was just like, at the time, I was just like, it was, it was kind of a no brainer. I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to try to do this music thing. Like, why right. not? <laughs> if I got, like, like so I'm going to go. Got, so I went out and got a nine to five and I said, thanks, mom. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course you would have went with the, the, the figure it out. You're at least I would have for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean listen, there's some people that, that don't want it. That's fine. Like, but for me, it was just like, I mean, I, was, I just, rationally i was just like all right i got this kind of grace period year obviously mm-hmm. i still worked like I've, i worked at the same restaurant in Kauai since i was 15 till i was oh, wow. 20 so yeah so i mean i was always working but you know i wasn't like i guess full time it was like you know a couple shifts a week whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean i worked and then hustling music um just you know every day writing every day learning how to mix master produce and like at first it was just me doing this stuff like i didn't have like anyone behind me it was mm-hmm. just me and then at the time, my dad was like my acting as my manager or whatever. Not that there was like anybody that we even needed to talk to at the time, but right, you know, calling but it my dad is having yeah, but having somebody else kind of advocate it makes it look better, obviously. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it was like you know he kind of gave me that that backbone. And my dad's pretty skilled in like the business world, so he kind of gave me that like the knowledge on that aspect. And then I was more of the creative side. And um, you know, he's still he's still super involved. I talked to him every day and. 
um, my parents are, they, you know, they love the whole music thing and that's cool. They're really excited where it's going, but, uh, yeah, man, at first it was just like in the basement type of stuff, literally in this basement where I'm at right now. Um, I'm at my family home in Hawaii. This is where like it all started. Mm-hmm. Just me like downloading, like so just downloading beats off of YouTube and then singing over them. But, um, yeah, I mean, dude, I just, I just kept at it every day. Um, I linked up with some of my buddies from high school that played guitar really well. And, um, one of my, also one of my other friends from high school ended up like getting into like beat production. So we kind of like formed a little like group and we were doing our thing. Um, and our kind of process was, you know, we would just record the guitar stems, record the vocals. And then, um, my homeboy would just lay down like, a, you know, a pretty simple beat mm-hmm. just so I, you know, we could keep rhythm obviously and timing. And then um, I ended up linking up with a really talented um, mix engineer on the island who had a, also had a really cool studio, like 15 minutes away from where I live. And that was kind of um, the guy that like really helped me like start getting my songs to sound more professional, um, like off the rip. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we just kind of ta- self-taught ourselves everything. Me and my dad just kind of like on YouTube, like trying to figure out like, how do you just, how do you release music on Spotify? Like, how do you promote this crap? And at the time I had like less than a thousand followers on Instagram. Like I didn't, I was not in that world yet. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do it. So it's just like, you know, kind of a learning curve. And dude, I mean, I just fucking put my head down and like, I still do. I mean, every day I'm on this, like I'm writing music, making music, trying to promote on social media, trying to grow my brand, trying to reach out to fans, reach out to the audience. You know, I mean, especially as like an indie small artist, it's like, you gotta like, you gotta really want this shit. There's so many other people that also really want this shit. So it's like, Right. They're probably already putting in their 100%. So it's like, I got to put in 150%, right? Mm-hmm. If I want to beat them. So and not that it's competition, but it's like, it's just a saturated market. So right. it's like, you, you got to stand out. Um, and obviously coming from Hawaii was like kind of a cool aspect of being like a, a rock artist from Hawaii, but it was also like very limiting in the fact that like, there wasn't great networking, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize at the time is a huge part of that industry is like who, you know, you know, who knows what, who knows who. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I was just like reaching out to people on Instagram, DMing fools, like, Hey, let's collab this, that, you know, trying mm-hmm. to hit up producers, managers. Um, and yeah, but it, it really took off when, um, you know, we released our first, a couple singles and then, um, we actually, one of my, one of our, one of our family friends that we've known for a while, they actually, um, like got into the film kind of stuff and they were, um, uh-huh filming music videos for another artist in Hawaii. Um, and we make, we make like different type of music. He's way more like a kind of like, you know, like Island blues type of stuff. I don't even right. necessarily know what to call it, but you know, my stuff was a little more like grungy. That's just like, mm-hmm. it's more like, I guess, classical, like grunge rock type of stuff, like pop punk, whatever. Um, but yeah, we linked up with these videographers to help me get my first music video together. Um, you know, so our, our whole thing since the get-go was like, hey, listen, we might not have, we might not have the funding behind us. We might not have the team behind us. We might not even have the experience behind us, but like, let's make this look as put together as possible, even if it's not, right? Right. So, you know, just through the relationships and, you know, a little bit of hustle. I mean, we were able to get some pretty like professionally sounding songs released, um, get some like real music videos together, you know, kind of orchestrate the social media pages, even though they didn't have a lot of followers, like all the, you know, all the photos were really good. Mm-hmm. Everything was like super planned out, like super strict on the regiment of when we were posting, when not posting, you know? So, um, yeah, we just kind of, you know, you got to fake it till you make it a little bit sometimes. And obviously the music's very real to me, but you know, I was like, like, I got to be- become this artist. Like, I got to become Luke Raven. Like, 
Um, and obviously now I, like, I very much live it every day, but at the time mm-hmm. I was, I was Luke Reynolds and now I'm, you know what I'm right. saying? So right, right. I, you, have, you gotta make that transition. So it's like, yeah, dude, I just kind of like, it came, it just really just came together because we were just like, we wanted it so bad. And, um, obviously I got, I have a ton of work to do still, but from where I was literally like a year and a half, maybe not even two years ago, it's like, it's like literally night and day. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm in, I'm now I'm in like huge studios in LA with, Grammy winning producers and literally a year ago I was in my basement by myself with some of my high school buddies, micing, <laughs> putting a mic up to the, the guitar to record stems. Like we didn't even know, like, I didn't even know you could fucking plug it into the MIDI. So it's like, Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, it's, dude, it was Just learning so, so much. Yeah. Learning so much. Exactly. Um, but dude, yeah, it just came together. And then, you know, I, I started collabing with other artists. I ended up flying out to LA to shoot a music video and um, record some records out there. And, that's where I met my, my current manager right now. Um, and then he kind of, once we, once I met him, he like really took an interest in like, you know, the hustle and he, you know, fucked with the vision and he was like, Hey, listen, like, I'll give you guys some support, like, uh, some advice, you know, whatever he can while we're out in Hawaii. And then, um, we ended up developing a really good relationship with him. And once I moved up to LA, it was like, you know, let's, let's make this happen. So I signed to my first like official management team. And, um, now I got like a really like solid group of people behind me kind of helping me orchestrate everything, you know, obviously this marketing side, publishing, mm-hmm. social media, music, you know, there's a lot of different, um, right. A lot of different parts, parts. A lot of, the, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of different moving parts. And at the time, you know, I didn't know that at the time when I first started, but um, yeah, we kind of got our, in a sense, kind of have our shit together right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, yeah, it's super exciting. Um, and I, I honestly just can't even, I can't even believe I'm in a position a year into even be talking to you about my music journey. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> No, but it's awesome, man. That's so cool. So once you like, so you, did you go out to shoot the video or once you shot this video in, in Hawaii, like you, what linked up with that person who ended up living in LA? Is that kind of what dr- took you there? Like, yeah, no. So my, my manager right now, yeah. okay. he was, re- he was working with another artist that I ended up collabing with. Oh, gotcha. And we okay. did a song together. Yeah. So I went out there and just naturally met him through the through artist I was artist. working with. Yeah. And then, you know, we just kind of, we just kind of hit it off and, you know, it just, it's kind of worked out that way. It was like, kind of like, just, I don't, I don't even know, like a little bit of luck, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of hustle, like I said. Um, right, right, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it just kind of worked out and, um, you know, now he's, he's repping me full time out in LA and we're, you know, on our shit. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's really exciting. I'm pretty blown away, like with how fast it's moved. Mm-hmm. Um but I guess that's kind of how stuff is nowadays. It either happens like super fast or it doesn't happen at all. Sure. Um, you could definitely see it with like stuff like TikTok and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, it's more like the immediate gratification thing, not like long-term, you know, uh, sustainability, I guess you could say. Right. Um, but, um, obviously that's definitely what I'm trying to do here with the music. Trying to shoot for sure. With uh, like, did you say your dad was helping you with the recording process or just helping you kind of push the songs? No, so music. He's not musically inclined at all. God, he was just helping he's, on the business end. He's very, he's very business savvy, very smart. Um, but uh, no, creatively, not nothing. You know, I mean, he God. gave me. You know, he would give my family. You know, they would always give me feedback. They're like, they're my number one supporters, but they're also like my number one haters in a sense. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, not that they're actually hating. Like, obviously, they support me and everything, but you know, I'll send, I know you know, I'll, yeah, I'll send them demos or I'll send them, yeah, I'll send them videos I'm making, and I'll be like, yo, look, look what do you guys actually think? You know, you show sometimes you show that shit to your friends, like, oh, that's cool, bro. And it's like, 
you don't really know what they're thinking about. Right, right, right. Yeah, my, my, my dad and my family, they've always been street shooters. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, kinda, you talk about some heavy subjects in, in your songs. Is that, was that something hard to be like vulnerable enough to, to put that out there? And I know you had some struggles with, with drugs and alcohol and myself included. Uh, I've also had those same struggles and having cleanup and all that stuff. So like bringing that into your music, was that hard to do? Like hard to be vulnerable like that? Yes, definitely, dude. So like I said, I mean, I, when I first started making music, it was like freestyle, like SoundCloud raps, like stuff I would uh-huh. just like, you know, we, me and my buddies were just dropping on SoundCloud, like barely a mix on there. You know, just talking complete nonsense, like talking about cars I've never driven and money <laughs> sure. I didn't have, you know, money I didn't have and jewelry I didn't have. So I was like, um, you know, just kind of like going, going with what we hear on the on Other songs. Spotify. And I, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but um, once I like really started to like get into it, and I was like, okay, like what do I actually, what do I, what do I want my legacy to be music wise? And for me, it was, you know, obviously there's a lot of like trials and tribulations that led to this. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm very much like a mental health advocate now. Um, just because, I mean, like obviously I had a great childhood growing up in Hawaii. Like I know, like that's definitely like a privilege that not a lot of people have. But um, yeah, I mean, I've always struggled with um pretty severe depression, anxiety. And then as I got older, um, I definitely like slipped into addiction, like drinking drugs. as like a way to cope with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it was, obviously when you're a young teenage guy in high school, you're not like, you don't want to be telling girls you're depressed and stuff. So it's like, it, it kind of came out in other ways. Like I definitely had like more like anger issues growing up as, right. like, more like, but now it's like, and then like after high school, I was definitely more like, uh, actually like, Oh shit. Like I'm pretty sad. Like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like, Mm-hmm. I just like, you know, I can't shut my brain off. I'm trapped in my head. And I talk about that stuff in my music all the time. Right. And, um, it definitely led me down some, you know, I don't want to get too graphic here, but it definitely led me down some like pretty dark avenues. And um, I've had some pretty, you know, uh, scary experiences, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of can kind of read between the lines there. But yeah, dude, I, def- I definitely like kind of hit a rock bottom at a certain point. And this was like right after I graduated college. Right, but kind of right before I made that decision to pursue music, I kind of hit like a rock bottom in a sense. And, um, you know, someone, you know, one of someone told me actually, they were like, they were like, Hey, listen, like when you're at this point, there's only two places you can go. One, you end up dead or you end up in jail mm-hmm. and in jails, if you're lucky, otherwise you're probably, you know, and then otherwise, you know, it's like the only other place you got to go is up. So, you know, what do you want to, what do you want with your life? And, um, I've never been like a high achiever per se. Like, you know, I'm not like, a, I don't like, you get what I'm saying, but like, right, I, always, right. I wanted, you know, I wanted to make something of myself. Like, I've, you know, I've always been like, I knew I wanted to be an entertainer. I knew I wanted to make it in the sense. And, um, but yeah, dude, I just kind of got lost in the sauce through high school and was really confused with what I wanted to do with my life after, after I graduated. And, kind of had a little bit of an identity crisis. Like, who, like you know, who is, who, who's this like fake cool guy, high school Luke or Island Luke. And then who's the real Luke. Right. And then, so that definitely just led me to like, you know, like I said, a lot of trials and tribulations, but um, mm-hmm. once I kind of hit that rock bottom and started to like, clean up my act and, you know, naturally I did my writing. I just, I, you know, I started like, it, it kind of even happened by accident. I wasn't like sitting down like, Oh, I'm going to write about my trauma. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just something that kind of naturally starts coming to you. And it's like, I didn't even realize at the time, but it ended up being like the most healing thing for me was like, cause I, you know, like as a young man, I'm, you, you know, every guy knows it's like, 
unfortunately you are raised or at least, you know, maybe starting to change now, but you are raised to like be tough. And like, especially in Hawaii, it's very like old school. And a lot of the guys here are very like traditionally masculine and strong, hard workers using their hands out in nature. You know what I'm saying? Not that it's mm-hmm. a good or bad thing, but it's just, that's just kind of the environment I grew up in. So for me, it was like, you know, I kind of had to crack that shell a little bit to, you know, start le- talking about things, letting it out, even ex- being able to accept help, um, you know, physically, mentally, whatever it was. And um, yeah, the music ended up being the most healing thing for me, you know, like besides like medications or therapy, whatever, like it was like writing it down. Like, you know, people don't realize this, but it's like, you know, you can do- loop this stuff in your head a million times, which, in- which I think most times is going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. But you write something down on a piece of paper and you read it out loud to yourself. Suddenly it's a lot more real than you thought it was. Right. Right. So, yes. And like, so once I started kind of, you know, writing about some of the, the way I felt, some of the things I've gone through, it like really helped me kind of actually let go of those things, which, you know, I was holding on to for a while or hadn't really forgiven myself for yet. And, um, you know, obviously you, everyone's got to live with their mistakes and consequences, but I just like made it like a, absolute goal of mine that like, you know, if I'm going to hit this point, like I'm going to, you know, you sure as damn well going to learn from it and grow from this, like become a better version of myself because of this. Um, and that's kind of been my, my whole thing, you know, from there. And, you know, I really try to push that in my music, especially to other, you know, young men in my situations, young girls, you know, whoever, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I just want people to, you know, feel comfortable being themselves and feel comfortable expressing themselves and understand that it's like, there's other, you know, there, it's like so cliche to say, but you know, the, uh, the like get helpline, you know, like the national suicide line is like, you're not alone. And it's like, that's so cliche in a sense. Cause like, you know, someone that's really in a dark place doesn't want to hear, Oh, you're not alone. But, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to hear it at the time either, but you know, it's still something I'm like, I feel like it's so necessary to just push that message because it's like, when you're in that space, you're in that dark spot, it does, feel like you're the only one going through it. Right. And of course, I think that's just the human condition. Like I'm only ever going to live and look through these eyes, same as you're ever going to live and look through your eyes. Right. Mm -hmm. So of course, when you're in that like fucking gutter of a space, it's like, you know, it's even a little, and I even realized after the fact, I was like, God, like this is almost a little bit selfish of me to like be acting this way. It's like all these people around me are trying to help me, show me love. And I'm just being an absolute fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. And obviously you know, at the time, like I said, you know, I was really like suffering from some like depression, anxiety, and then the addiction just made, makes it all worse. And then, you know, I just grew up with, you know, kind of a plethora of kind of issues with school and, you know, different diagnoses, ADHD, you know, dyslexia, all, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, mm-hmm. I'm the whole package, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> Dude, same but, here. Um, so it's all good. Yeah, no, but there's a lot of people like that. There's a lot of, especially young boys, I know for sure. A lot, lot of these kids have ADHD and they're getting thrown on Adderall at a young age and never really like, never even really like properly diagnosed. It's just like, you know, these doctors throw these pills like these kids now and it's like, you know, and some kids do really need it and I don't want to like put like a damper on that. But, you know, I do think there's like, there's something really special about, you know, like taking a step back, kind of breaking that barrier, cracking the shell, opening up and, um, you know, learning more about yourself. I think that, I think that was the biggest thing for me was just like, I didn't really know who I was. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I had everyone in high school builds this persona of who they want to be. Right. And then, you know, you kind of carry that into college and it drops a little bit as you get older and kind of figure your shit out. But 
I guess in, in a very Luke fashion, I did it very, like I had to do it in the most dramatic way, of course. So, <laughs> you know, it came to all these very climactic experiences for me and some of my friends and family, but um, yeah, dude, I mean, I just, I wanted to take all that pain, that suffering, you know, whatever it was trauma. And I wanted to make something beautiful out of it. And when I started like really like getting serious with the music, I was like, this is my legacy. Like, you know, like I want, I want to support people that are like in this position or help them you know, whatever it is, like, maybe it won't help, you know, maybe I won't fucking help anyone, but at least like, I'm trying my, you know, I'm trying my best. Cause like, I've always just been the type of person that's like, you know, I put like my friends, my family, like before my own needs. And I know, so, I know, especially in the music industry, sometimes you gotta be selfish, but it's just, like, I'm just, that's like not who I was. It wasn't how I was raised. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I get that like, this is like me, this is my brand. I'm the artist, but it's like, I very much so want to, for me, it feels more than about myself. It feels about me, the audience, the listeners, the people I collaborate with. Like, it's like kind of like, you know, I'm trying to build something here that's bigger than just myself, if that makes sense. No, completely. It totally um, makes sense. The mental health thing is definitely like the backbone for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I, I, (laughs) I see a lot of artists kind of like hop hopping on the wave. And I know that sounds so weird, but um, I don't, I don't like really like, I hate the fact of like using mental health or like mental illness or whatever as like a way to like seem relatable. Mm-hmm. If you get what I'm saying, no, um, I, I, I hear you. But um, yeah, I mean, I th- you can just hear it in my music. Like that shit's pretty fucking raw. Like there's no like, you know, and a lot of this shit is actually true stories. Like if not most of all of it is like mm-hmm. true stories, true experiences. Um, so yeah, man, I just you know try to spread the spread the word, and hopefully people resonate with the music, and we can kind of connect on that level. So yeah, I mean, that's honestly the most exciting part about this for me is that I get to like. You know, share it. Oh my God! Sorry, there's like a guy outside blowing leaves. I don't know if you can hear that. A little bit. It's all good. You, you okay, okay, okay. I'm yeah, so sorry. It's all good. Uh, no, no need to apologize. Yeah, but yeah, man, that's like that's like that's it. Like that's that's the legacy I'm trying to build. That's uh-huh. that's the real passion there. It's like you know, and mu- and music for me was so healing too, and was like a big part of my process of growing and um, becoming a better version of myself. So it's like, even if you know, a kid in whatever halfway across the world you know maybe doesn't want to be a musician but maybe the music can touch him in the way that it's touched me and at least help him through a dark time or get him past that one night that he's thinking about doing something terrible or maybe you know stop him from taking that last drink that last pill whatever it is like you know what i don't i i don't know like i can't you know i don't know how it's going to roll out but i have gotten some pretty really powerful messages from some of the fans and comments and stuff and you know kind of reassure me that like hey this is like definitely like the path i want to be taking because i know it's, it is very easy to hop on and be like yo i'm the coolest guy in the world i got all this money <laughs> girls cars right 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 i'm very much doing the opposite of that in fact most of my music's very self-deprecating mm-hmm. um i guess you could say but um yeah for me it's very empowering very freeing i think for a lot of people it is as well for sure. For sure. Wow. I mean, th- that sounds like you're doing this for all the, all, obviously all the right reasons and you get out to LA and you just would start putting songs out at that point when you get there, you had songs out prior to moving to Los Angeles. Oh, you did because you, you collaborated, but like yeah, yeah. you've, so you've been in LA for a little bit and then the most recent song you put out is called another day. Is that, yes, sir? Then, and is, are you doing like singles now and then maybe a record or. Yeah. So I haven't like officially announced this anywhere, but mm-hmm. I'm going to roll a couple singles this year that have have all obviously been produced and done in LA now. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, I guess uh, I kind of drop a little hint here, but there's definitely a project coming at the end of the year that I'm very excited about. And um, 
yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we're definitely going to make that happen. Well, no, definitely going to make that happen. But, uh, yeah, man, there's some, we got some, I got some special stuff coming, but single, you can expect singles for the next couple of months. Awesome. And, um, you know, cool, you know, obviously lots of content, videos, music videos, uh, you know, social media stuff behind that. And, you know, I try my best, like I'm not, I'm by no means like a TikToker or like, a, you know, like social media guy per se. Like, it's just like, it's not even like as relevant in Hawaii. So like, I never like felt the need to be obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously moving to LA, I'm like, oh, wow, this is like really fucking important. Like <laughs> people, right. people judge your, your worth as a person based on like your fucking followers on Instagram. And do you have a blue check or not? So it's like, you that's know, wild. That's, yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, it sounds insane, but like, that's very much how the culture has developed. It's like, it's very mm-hmm. much numbers, 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 money, 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 like clout, clout, clout. And you know, this shit sounds like a joke, but like people really live that way. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of people that live that way. Um, especially like, you know, the major, like very like pop culture cities, um, which is, you know, which is fine. I, you know, it's, it's like, comes with the territory of being a musician is like, you gotta deal with that crap. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I try my best. Like I'm trying to get better at making content. Cause I do know that obviously the fans love to engage and talk with you and I'm very active. And if anyone's listening to this, you know, you can always reach out to me on social media. I, I respond to absolutely everyone respond to all my comments, respond to all the DMS, um, even even the negative ones, I'll try to say something nice back. Um, <laughs> I like that. No, I know someone will be like, you know, like, yo, fuck you, bro. Your music's trash. I'll just like, I'll like it and like send them a heart emoji back, you know, whatever. Like, That's awesome. It's just whatever, man. I, I mean, I just feel like, hey, if they're going to take the time another day to talk to me, if, you know, nobody came from Hawaii, then I can respond. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's amazing. Well, I appreciate your time today, Luke. This has been awesome. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for hanging out with me. Dude, it's, honors all mine like i'm fucking really excited to be on here and talk about the stuff with you and i'm glad we could make it happen because i know we have yeah. some scheduling issues oh yeah all good man uh well i guess my last question for you is if you have any advice for aspiring artists for aspiring artists yes i a lot more lots of advice lots of stuff i wish i knew when i first started um i guess the first thing would definitely be um as crazy as this sounds make sure like everything is put together. Not, not like I said, it doesn't have to be perfect, but so much of being, especially an artist too, like it's a little different what, you know, if you're in a band or depending on what you're doing, but if you're a solo artist and you're trying to create this whole thing around yourself, make sure you've got it all together. Like I kind of naturally fell into the look of like how I dress. Cause I just, this is always how I've been, but get your look down, get the hairstyle down, um, get the social media tight, like get it all together because I didn't realize for so long how much that mattered. And then once you get that together, it just, it adds so much to what you're doing with the music. Right. And like, I'm not going to get on here and be like, make good music. I mean, I can't, you know, I don't, who am I to say someone's music is good or bad. Right. But, um, I would say definitely the advice is like, make sure, make sure you, you're really living what you're like trying to portray. Cause otherwise it's like, it's not believable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you gotta like be the artist that you're like trying to be. And for me, it was like, you know, I might, you know, I want to be a, I'm a fucking rock star. So it's like, I, I really live that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's like, yeah, I mean, like I would say the biggest advice is like, you got to immerse yourself in it. And I said in the beginning, it's like, there are people out there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people giving their 100% to music and 99% of them never make it, never see the light of day, never even get more than a thousand views listened on a song. Right. And some of these people are actually incredibly talented. Um, but it's like, it's that extra one, 2% past the hundred that 
extra grind the nights you don't fucking go to sleep because you're up all night writing or up all night researching how to promote a fucking song like that's what like really matters so it's like i would just say immerse yourself in this shit if you want it you've got it's like it's got to be everything for you like i dropped out of school quit my job like you know basically didn't have anything to my name except for my phone and some lyrics in my notes but it's like that like that was like the only way i was able to make it happen because like otherwise it's just life has so many distractions if, if you don't and i feel like you know it almost applies to anything you do mm-hmm. but i would just say for aspiring artists it's like you got to give it your all. Like, there's no other way to do it. It will never happen otherwise. I and love even, it. even, yeah. And even the guys that you think blow up like that, they don't, it's not, there's so there's always so much more to the story than that. You know what I'm saying? That in fact, that's what they want you to see. Mm-hmm. There's always, there's always so much more. So it's like, you know, don't think it's luck. Don't think it's chance. It's fucking work. And I want, you know, and I'm not trying to be some preachy guy, but it's like, I want people to know that it's like fucking, you gotta do it. You gotta want it. 